welcome to Uplifting Impact. We are so excited to be here today with Leslie Slayton Brown. Leslie is actually at HP and she was named one of the most powerful women. I'm going to say that again. She was named one of the most powerful women in corporate diversity by Black Enterprise, a woman of the year in technology by Silicon Valley's chapter of National Coalition of 100 Black Women and a top influential woman in corporate America by Savoy Magazine. In a few seconds, you're going to understand why she has received all of those accolades. She is doing amazing things. She's done amazing things in the past. She's currently doing amazing things right now. I'm delighted that you are going to get a chance to hear directly from her some of her experiences and some of the things that she can teach us about how to blend diversity, equity, and inclusion and leadership together. Leslie, welcome. Thank you for that introduction production in that great energy. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. I'm the energy is really coming from the fact that I get to see you and chat with you. I've been following your work for such a, a long time and just watching how you move in the world and how you show up. And I just, I'm so grateful. I'm just so grateful that there are fantastic people like you out there. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely. So we only have a short period of time. So I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump right in and, and start with a big question. And I'm excited about being able to ask you this question because this is actually really unique to, to HP. It's really unique to you and your role because there's not a lot of people who have been able to achieve this. So this is something that you can talk about. Uh, there's a lot of people who are aspirational in this space, but can't actually show that they've made it. And that is around board diversity. So HP has been able to get into a place where you literally have at the top of your organization, extraordinary diversity. Tell me, how did it happen? And, and why is that so important? It's so awesome. Thank you for starting with that question too, because that was a very intentional effort that we made. We're now at 58% total minorities on our board of directors, 31, excuse me, 41% women. Um, we've got 33% underrepresented groups. And how did we do that was starting with, and by the way, I cannot take credit for all of this, right? I happen to work for a phenomenal leadership team, a CHRO, a chief um, HR officer that allows me a runway and has a great and aligned vision for what we're, we're accomplishing at HP. And it started at separation in November of 2015 with our board of directors. We said, and we wanted to be very, very intentional about building a diverse board. For me, it was exciting because I was outside of the company and I was lured back into the company because I knew it was the right thing to do in order to get to the level of innovation that you're, we're trying to achieve as a company, to bring in the different perspectives, the thoughts, the ideas, the creativity, the, um, the as I said, the innovation, all of those things that ultimately generate greater revenue and profit for the company. And so we intentionally said we're going to start by creating the most diverse board of directors. We have since built in a level of uh, global diversity advisory boards. We have a racial and social justice task force. And all of these things that I'm, I'm, I'm starting to outline ultimately built, come back to we built an infrastructure 
And we've got a really dynamic ecosystem that we're working with and within in order to keep these things working, growing, functioning, ultimately getting to the impact that we're achieving. So I love that you mentioned infrastructure, because one of the things that I think can be really frustrating when having these conversations is that, you know, people sort of think it'll just, it's just going to happen. Like we're going to say it, we want a diverse board and and then it's going to happen. And while I appreciate that and hope one day we do get to that place where it's just sort of normal course of action. One of the things that we've learned is that it's not right. There's a reason why we don't have diversity right now. And a lot of it has to do because there, there wasn't structures that were put into place that allow us to get there. So that's so fascinating, right? So when you think about like some of the infrastructure components, could you give us a little lens into some, what is well, you know what? Well, and, and when you start with a board of directors that is very interested and involved, but here's the key is within your infrastructure, you have to build the ability for transparency. Mm-hmm. So it's a unique board in that Sometimes companies don't want the board that involved or that engaged. We have a board of directors. We established a board buddy system. So you have a board member partnered with an L1 leader, a senior leader, a business leader in the company, and they they reverse mentor each other. So they get better depth of knowledge of the business and the, the business leader gets better coaching, mentoring from a CEO um, level um, person. And so that's one of the things that we've started with, but that transparency we've actually pulled into. So our board of directors, when they tour our different HP sites, they always meet with a business impact network with our business impact networks. And so employee resource groups, business impact networks, they're the front line to employee engagement, um, culture, community, all of those different things. And so the board is hearing firsthand from employees on the ground, what's working, what's not, ideas, suggestions, brainstorms. And it just, it's built this relationship that really amplifies the culture that we have at HP. And it just kind of puts the stamp on it, right? And so uh, so transparency is key within the infrastructure and the role that your board of directors play for helping um, um, not only build the vision, but hold you accountable to the vision. When you have a diverse board, they're asking for the receipts, right? <laughs> this, our board, I love them. In fact, I was, I was with uh, uh, one of the committees yesterday. They're asking for the receipts. They want to see your dashboards. They want to see your goals. They're out in the, in the industry doing things and they're connecting and they're giving, bringing back opportunity. They're bringing in a network. Um, we have an amazing board. And they're very, very involved. And so the thing that excites me, I get excited when I get an email from the board member connecting you with someone that whether it's they sit on another board or they met in um, somebody presenting to another board or whatever their connection is, they're always looking out for the best interest of the company and the work that we're doing in the diversity, equity and inclusion space. That is amazing. That is so amazing. And I, I hope that one of the things that they decide to do um, in, in the midst of all the other amazing things that they're doing is training other people, right? Like really like helping people see how to do this work because you you know, this is something that a lot of organizations are are struggling with, but you can tell 
that it isn't just we're going to make a statement. It really is about a cultural mind shift, you know, and and the way that we're going to show up and the expectations that we're going to hold ourselves accountable to and how we're going to be able to communicate, you know, with one, with one another. Sometimes you, you find out things that aren't great, but that's where you have the opportunity to be able to grow, but you got to build that trust too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Trust accountability. And you have to be able to have the open, the honest conversations, the real conversations, and our board doesn't hold back. And so they, they hold you accountable. They, they dig, they pry, they, you know, sometimes you have to go off and do some things and come back and yeah, it's a great, it's, it's really a, a, a great, and I, and I really want to see more companies do this. Our our government affairs team is actually leading efforts with legislation on pushing for bills within California to get more board members um, involved on board on public uh, company boards. And so it is. How do you also become a? How do you have a multiplier effect? of the work that you're doing. So it's great that HP is doing this, but what we're doing is we're reaching out because we want more companies to do it. We see the benefit, we see the value, but we lift, we help lift others up as well. And so, um, I'm telling you, I'm always open to this. Tracy Keough, um, our CHRO, is probably one of the most um, sought after, you know, CHROs for the voice around how in the heck do you do this, you know, with, right. with the board of directors. That's awesome. Okay, so good. So, so my wish is already happening. We just need to make sure we get more people connected to, to what you're doing. Yes, and using absolutely. Well. That's fantastic. So one of the things that I, I think is really interesting, and I'm sure this is part of what you're talking about, right? Like holding people accountable, being clear about what the expectations are, really striving for things that are outside and they're going to push you outside your comfort zone. One of the things that HP has been very vocal about is making a pledge by 2025 to really make sure that you are doubling the African-American representation with inside of the organization. Mm -hmm. So how did you get there? You know, and tell me a little bit more about why 2025 and, and why doubling, like what was, what was some of the thinking there? Yeah. And you know what the honest answer is, is that we looked at our numbers. We're doing a phenomenal job with women in leadership. For example, we're, I think, 32, 33%. Um, average in the tech industry is well into the 20, mid-20s, 20s to, you know, just kind of tipping on, on 30%. And when we looked at our data, we said, ouch, um, there's work for us to do. Although we're doing good stuff, we're making progress, we have impact, there's still more work for us to do. And so, as we all know, what gets measured it's done. And so we put the numbers and we, we, we looked at what our data shows. We also looked at the, the opportunity, the growth for our business. And we were, we took a very realistic approach. We didn't just come up with a random number. It was really what's the growth opportunity for us. And so we started by saying for leadership at the senior level, so VP and above, we want to double that number. And that was based off of looking at where we are, what's our growth opportunity for for our businesses. We also looked at within the technical space, how do we increase the number of African-Americans, women and men um, in tech? And 
really look at, I mean, it's, it's, it's looking at, you know, what's the graduation rate? What's the rate of people that are out there with this talent in the mid level at the mid level and skilled. And, and so um, part of our focus um, right now is we're kind of going into this digital spaces around reskilling and retooling. Um, So we looked at that and we said, let's put some hard numbers in place to double these. 2020 was a realistic number for us. Stretch in some ways when you look at the tech industry because people tend to shift and move, and so we just wanted to be real about what we could really do, and um, and then put all the effort in place to do that. And so that was back in when was that in um, July? Uh, Shortly after George Floyd, we put the task force in place and we've already seen a 1% increase. Um, and so we're almost not quite there, but we're, you know, we're going in the right direction. We're staying focused. We're being very intentional. And we have a CEO, Enrique Lores, that is holding us accountable. We meet with Enrique um, monthly and we have an update with him and every single time he's pushing, pushing, pushing. From our task force, we came up with three chat, um, pillars in which we're focused on people, okay. um, we're focused on the industry, and then we're focused on local and national. What is the work? What is the role that we can play? I talked about the multiplier effect. What is it within the industry that we can do to work with our channel partners? So those companies that represent us, the, the agencies even, you know, that represent our voice and represent our brand. How do we get them to lift themselves up and uh, be a reflection of what we want to be within, uh, within our customer base? And so we just keep pushing we, and, and, and making things happen. So, you know, I think what I love about what you were saying too, and just how you came to that decision and what you're thinking about is that it was the way that we do all strategic decision-making. We Absolutely. look at the data we figure out where we're at, we figure out where we're aspiring to, and then we we build in the pieces that we need in order to get there. It's one of those things that we do it so often in so many other spaces, but in the diversity, equity, inclusion space, for some reason, it just seems like we often don't apply that same kind of you know business methodology that, that we want in other spaces in the DEI space. But when I see organizations do it, then they can say with the same amount of confidence you know, about where, where their revenue is going to go, about uh, what, what their teams are going to look like, about what innovations they're going to do. The same kind of, you know, I want to say gravitas, right? It's, it's rigor. It's putting rigor, rigor yes. into the strategy in which actually you, you, you're touching on something that's really important. It has to be deeply embedded into your business strategy to be effective, right? And so there's a difference in talking about initiatives, and I'm doing the air quotes here, and actually embedding it into your strategy. And so one of our top priorities for for the company is about what we call social impact. It's about our planet, it's about people, and it's about community. And when we look at the health and wellness of the human rights of people, it's like it has to be built into your strategy. Therefore, it has to be embedded into what you're doing, your day-to-day work. When we think about learning and development, it's a part of our training track of growth mindset, diversity and inclusion and belonging, right? Inclusive um, behaviors. It's a part of our leadership principles, 
We have three key principles within HP. It is about imagine the future, inspire the team, and make it happen. And so how do you bring in inclusive behaviors as a leader into doing that? And not only recruiting great diverse talent, but then getting people in and keeping them there, building communities, building a culture that they want to stay, they want to thrive, they want to be promoted in. And so that's the work that we're doing. Yeah, that's, that's just so awesome. And you, you keep using the word we, you keep saying we, that's the work that we're doing. And I know, I know that's all of HP, but that's the other question that I have for you. Like, tell me a little bit more about how, and, and you've mentioned, you know, business leaders, you've mentioned the CEO, you've men- mentioned, you know, the, the chief HR uh, uh, officer, you, you know, you've mentioned all of these different, different players. And this ecosystem, how does that work, Leslie? How do you bring all those different groups together? Well, I'll start by saying this. HP has a rich culture of, you know, 80 plus years. And it started in the very early days of Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard, who were very deliberate, very intentional about establishing a company that all people could come and belong. And we've just, we've just lifted that up. In fact, when we separated in November of 2015, we went through an exercise and did three things and asked three questions. What do we want to leave behind? What do we want to bring with us? And what do we want to start new? And that helped shape. And actually, that was the impetus of we want a board of directors that is diverse, that's going to push us, and that's going to partner with us. And, um, And so it's it's just, it's a part of who we are. And, and I don't want to, I don't want to oversimplify when I say it's a part of our DNA, but it truly is a part of the culture of a company that has a legacy for caring about people, for caring about the community in which we live and we work. And so as we look at creating technology for everyone everywhere, we really take that to heart in embracing the communities around looking at the digital divide is a great example, right? Right. And so we have a leadership team that has made personal commitments and professional commitments for uh, racial, for the racial disparities that we see within, within not only the U S but even within the world. And, um, and they just keep, they keep pushing themselves to do more, to do better. And the, the operative word is to do and to act, right? Not just to say and to talk, but to do and to act. And so I just try to help facilitate that a little bit. Yeah, you are great. And you know what I think is going to happen is people are going to listen to this and then you're going to have all kinds of listeners who are trying to apply. Um, I think that's what we want to come. That's the kind of culture that, you know, I know a lot of people are are looking for. So thank you so much uh, for facilitating that and, you know, pulling the curtain back a little bit so that we could we could experience it too, right? Through, through, uh, vicariously through you, <laughs> just get a, get a chance to see what, what it could be. And, and hopefully as you've been listening to Leslie talk about, you know, where HP is, hopefully you're feeling inspired. You're, you're feeling like, you know what, these are some things that we as an organization could also do. This is the kind of culture that I want to build. It's the kind of future that I want to be a part of. And you, you've heard some examples of what that could look like in your own space and how you think about it and how you even position it, you know, in your company. And quite frankly, the joy, like, like Leslie, I can feel your joy in the work, right. And, and in how you do the work and how it impacts people. So 
hopefully you're all feeling just as inspired as I am to take that back into your workspaces. And I know we could talk and talk and talk because there's so many other questions that we may have to do a repeat um, and and ask you to, to come back so we can get to some of those other ones. But if there are people who want to connect with you and just, you know, continue to, to learn from you, what's the best way to do that, Leslie? I think two ways. So one, LinkedIn, of course, Leslie Slayton Brown um, at HP Inc. And the second is through Twitter. You know, follow me on Twitter, um, Daily Slate. I'm at Daily Slate, um, Slate for Slayton. And, <laughs> um, and I love to, because I love to share, you know, the great work that we're doing, um, the great leadership that we have. And, um, and it is exciting. And I appreciate you saying you feel the joy because I truly do think and feel that the work that I'm doing is what I'm purposed to do. Um, and so I come to this every single day with the joy and excitement and elation of uh, just solving some of the hard problems of the world and, and what we're trying to do to grow diversity, equity, and inclusion. I gave Leslie a thumbs up when she talked about purpose, because this is, you know, there's always sometimes a little conversation about purposeful hustle and, and how you you find what your purpose done and how you work in that space. And we hear that so often from our guests that, you know, you in the work that you're doing in pursuing diversity, equity, inclusion, and helping people get to that space, that you can fulfill that purpose that you're feeling yeah. in your own heart, right? That those two things often find themselves um, in congruence and find themselves together. So Leslie, thank you so much for being here. Thank with us. you for having me. <laughs> really appreciate it. And for all of those who are listening, thank you for joining us again for another episode of Uplifting Impact. You know, here we believe that if we are really focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and if we're really focused on our leadership skills and how we pull those things together, we can see what that bridge looks like, that we can help more people really thrive and we can help more people do their best work and we can change companies and we can change the world. So we're so grateful to have you here. Pass it on to a friend. Pass it on to some of your your coworkers. Please come back and and listen to some of our other phenomenal guests. We'd love to have you again. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. And we hope to, to see you in our next episode. Thanks. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.